We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Let's listen to Sirianni after the game because, you know, you're starting to bristle a bit. He doesn't really have answers. You can tell he's trying to lay out a rallying cry. He's trying after the game to, yeah, we can still do this. But it falls to me very flat because when the players actually have the chance to play for three hours, they don't really play with intensity. They certainly don't play with focus. They yeah. play with tremendous confusion. <laughs> so I don't think they do believe in their coach. And again, I mean, right. I, I blame them all, but I blame Sirianni the most. Here's Sirianni after the game. He's starting to bristle. He's trying to create a He's rallying cry. He's starting to cry. get sweary. He's starting to drop yeah. in some, some expletives in it, there just get, to show he really means it's it. It's getting to him. It's getting to him, but um, – Look, he's going to take that act uh, elsewhere soon. I think he's going to get fired soon. Here's what he said after the game. None of us are quitters. We all get up off the mat when we're down, and we get up, and we keep going. Like, I don't – like, when you're when you get hit in life, when you get hit in football, you got two options. You can stay down or you can get, you can get the F up. And I know this group is fighters. I know this group will get up. I know that we've all been through things in our life that, is, that's, that we've had all had to deal with, and we know how to get up. And that's why we're all sitting in this room. Look, it sounds great in theory. Why where you was it? Up where was years? it yesterday from four yeah. twenty-five to six p.m. while the starters played in that football game? Where yeah. was it? This is where was it? Fake, yeah, hollow, totally, totally. Just stop talking. Sirianni, start doing. Sirianni continued on with nobody's them. quitting on this team because that's the reason all these guys are in that locker room because they know how to freaking fight. The coaches know how to freaking fight. The players know how to freaking fight. The, st- the staff know how to freaking fight. And so we'll just get up and we'll fight again, and we'll see you know, see what happens next week when we put everything we got into it, and, and we've been putting everything we got into it, but we're going to put everything we got up into it this week, and we'll see what happens. I'll tell you what's going to happen. I think they're going to lose the game. Which I, players I hope- are the ones who've been fighting so hard? I don't know. <laughs> because it is hard to tell. Very hard. Very, very hard to tell that. Which ones do you think you would say are, are fighting so hard? I think like, Devontae I Smith has. Britton Covey's out there. Britton Covey, for sure. Yeah, I think Devontae's <laughs> I mean, you know, done a really nice job this year, even in the midst of adversity. I of, agree. He, he blocks hard. Yeah, you're right. He, he never has anything bad to say. He, he, He's never, yeah. All that stuff. Like, I love way, Devontae I, Smith. I really too. do. And I thought Fletcher Cox, what he said after the game yesterday yeah. was wonderful. And, and then I realized he didn't play. Right, he didn't play. He didn't even play. But it, I'm okay it, with that. I know. I'm okay with that. It's a weird situation, and he's older. Matter of fact, speaking of Fletcher, I want to play one piece of audio, then we'll get to Elliot Shore Parks, because when I heard this live, I didn't know what to make of it. Then I went back this morning and listened to it a couple of times. I'm still trying to figure out what to make of it. What? Yes. A- ask, Thank you. Ask yourself. He's referring to something yes, he is. mysterious here. Yes, he is. And it might be that his other teammates aren't preparing the right way. It might be that he wishes he had played in yesterday's game. I don't know what his intent is here. But listen to what he said. You be the judge. What is he trying to indicate here? I can't put my finger on that. You know, those are things. You know, you don't blame nobody. You don't, you know, again, I, I take it. My first, my first instinct is always is to take the finger and point it at myself, look at myself in the mirror and question myself and ask myself, you know, did I do enough during the week to prepare myself to get ready to go for the game and give us a chance to win? Did y'all catch on to that? All right. I said it pretty fast. So, you, you know, did y'all catch on to that? I said it pretty fast. He's making a point to say I just said something. But he's not telling you what it is. I think, there's a guess, okay, just a guess. I think what he's saying is I'm preparing the right way. I don't think my teammates are preparing That's the right way. That's how I took yeah. it, too. Right? Right? And pl- with, pl- pl- James, play that again. I wanna, and then, John, your reaction. Yeah. Just listen to this one more time. Consider, is that what he's saying? I'm preparing, but I know my teammates aren't. Listen again to what Fletcher said. I can't put my finger on that. You know, those are things. You know, you don't blame nobody. You don't, you know, again, I, I take it. My first, my first instinct is always is to take the finger and point it at myself, look at myself in the mirror and question myself and ask myself, you know, did I do enough during the week to prepare myself to get ready to go for the game and give us a chance to win? Did y'all catch on to that? All right. I said it pretty fast. Is that what he's saying, John? I think it's about blaming others. I think his hang-up is someone has blamed other people rather than being accountable for their own business. And that's Nick Sirianni taking 
Okay. So you think he's saying that more about, about Sirianni Desai. than the players? Uh, the, the finger to me. Listen, Desai wasn't great. Uh, he also faced some pretty tough quarterbacks. Um, to me, it just sounds like there's finger pointing, and uh, what John just said: somebody not taking care of the offense hasn't been great either. So now that's an interesting way to look at it. He might be talking more about Sirianni than his teammates. And is that? Right. Well, it's if, fixable if by talking, fire. If, if he's fire. talking about Sirianni. Sirianni's gone. And those guys harbor a grudge yeah. because they know Sean Desai did a better job than Matt Patricia. Then there's no saving it. No. There's no saving Nick Sirianni. I think Sirianni is 80% gone. And I'm telling you guys, even if they beat a Tampa Bay team that is slightly above 500, slightly above average, and then get walloped in, in the second round, I still think Sirianni's gone because I don't think the guys believe in him. And by the way, I don't think they should. Well, when you – just watch the clip of Fletcher saying that. Yeah. You look in his eyes. There is angst. There is anger. There is real emotion that goes into that. If he's talking about the head coach with all that emotion, not being accountable, no. He, he can't be here any longer. He can't be here another second. Let me play one more piece of audio, Fletcher, then we'll get to Elliot. Because Fletcher continued on. I found this to be a piece of audio that's got a lot of different stuff in it. And – uh you be the judge of, of this one also. The mindset is always a win. You got guys in this, in this locker room that make millions and millions of dollars. You know, it shouldn't be a question about their mindset. You know, their focus on going into the postseason. I mean, that's nothing I'm worried about, uh, about anybody character, uh, no player's effort um, or anything like that. So I think, uh, you know, the, the feeling I'm getting from this team is, 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 is very scary right now. You know, obviously everybody's sad. Uh, we just got beat up, you know, pretty good by a really bad football team. Um, let's just say that. Uh, but, uh, you know, uh, Again, we just go out and play again next week. The feeling I'm getting from this football team is very scary. Call like, the Giants bad. He said, we're by a bad team. You yeah. never hear players, no. ever hear players. Like, I think Sirianni's ever. gone. I really do, guys. Let's talk I to- can't believe he just said that. The feeling I get right now is yeah. very scary for this team. I've never heard Fletcher say anything. I know. Like that. And he also said when he, and, and it was 10 seconds after he said the mindset is to go win. Yeah. So it's like there's mixed messaging all over the place. Right? That is a wow. All right, Elliot Short Parks has covered a lot of twists and turns in Eagles history, but the last month is one of the most unexpected downfalls we've ever seen. I think it's the biggest collapse in Philadelphia sports since the 64 Phils. Elliot is brought to us by Colonial Hyundai. Today is a great day to buy a new car at Colonial Hyundai. Uh, $6,500 for your trade, guaranteed, with rates as low as 0%. Shop them online 24-7 at Colonial Hyundai. Dot com. By the way, it's sure. 94 WIP HD1 Philadelphia as we broadcast today from the Tasty Cake Studio. Go ahead, John. Is it a collapse or is it a hoax that we were fooled? Is it a collapse that we were playing so much better and, and, and then it just fell off the side of a cliff? You know what's a collapse? Or were, was it a hoax the whole time? We couldn't see how bad it truly was. It's a little bit of both. Because they did a good job of disguising it. A little bit of both, but at 10-1, and one, it's a collapse. Because you actually did win those games. You actually did have some impressive wins against quality teams. And you were a squad last year that went to the Super Bowl, and now it's this. Let's talk to Elliot. Good morning, Elliot. Hey, what's going on, guys? Quite a bit. <laughs> Elliot, let's start. Oh, I'm not even boy. in the mood for sarcasm. But well, you... <laughs> I, I had a different read on that Fletcher Go ahead. quote. Go ahead. Than you guys did. So, Go ahead. So I, I was there at the, at the, with him talking. To my, my understanding of it, he was mostly trying to emphasize that he was talking about himself and he didn't want to be interpreted as throwing people under the bus. Ah. Maybe your guy's read on it is right, but just being there and just a look on his face, he had answered questions for a while. And for what it's worth, I was surprised he talked considering he didn't play. You basically never see a player talk if they don't play. So my, my read on it was basically like, did I say that too fast? Like, you guys heard me say that, right? Like, I'm, I'm not pointing fingers at anybody else. That was Interesting. my read on it. So, and it is, so he, of his own volition, piped up also. And, and that was unusual. I, I didn't realize that part, Elliot. You know, I, I yeah. did realize after the fact, okay, I, I heard what he said. That's interesting because he didn't play. But it sounds to me like what you're suggesting is that he really wanted to get that out there, and that's the only reason why he did well, speak. I, I, I think what he was trying to do in the cut you said, first of all, I'll say by him talking, I do respect the fact he talked. Because a lot of people didn't talk yesterday, right? But mm-hmm. he did talk, and I, and I respect that. But in the cut you played, the, the re, my read on it was, 
he had answered a lot of questions, and he was saying, "Don't say I'm pointing fingers at other people." Well, that was uh, my read on it. Okay. Yeah. Well, he didn't he didn't lay that out too well, if that's his intent. But fair enough, Elliot. Let's start with with one of the biggest pictures. Do you believe Monday night in Tampa, Nick Sirianni will be coaching for his Eagles job? So I believe the decision on Sirianni should already be made. I don't think using a one-game sample size, in my opinion, would be a flawed way of making a decision. Now, what what is that decision, and what should it be? Right, like at ten and one, and really even at eleven and five, I still think the idea of firing Sirianni feels very reactionary. Right, if you look like even just around the league. Mike McDaniels had a McDaniel had a big lead in Miami in that division. He blew that lead. His offense scored 14 points last night. They got blown out by 40 points last week with a chance to get the one seed. Mike McDaniels viewed as one of the best head coaches in the NFL. And I'm not using this as a way to like say Sirianni is one of the best head coaches. What I'm saying is like to fire him after this would just be very reactionary. And I, I would be surprised if Lori went that route. So in terms of Monday night, if, if Lurie already doesn't believe in Sirianni, then winning on Monday shouldn't change anything. And if, if he's not going to fire him, frankly, I think he should just say it today. Don't let Sirianni twist in the wind all week. If you're not wow. going to fire this guy, come out and say it. Remove a big distraction and, and move on from it, right? But I, I don't think he should be coaching for his job on Monday night. So how would you fix this, Elliot? For Monday or for next uh, for, for Monday. Yeah, I, I guess. Oh, one at a time. Gosh. Let's take on Monday yeah. first, and we'll take on next year. How would yeah. you fix it for Monday? Because as crazy it is, they they are playing a playoff game on Monday. Um, look, in terms of fixing it on Monday, I think at this point you just have to hope that the the freshness of the playoffs gives this team a new uh, you know a new kind of renewed sense of purpose, right? I, I do think yesterday and yesterday was extremely disappointing. The, how they played, how they came out, like they wanted to win that game. Being at the uh, you sure about you sure about that. Well, being at Novacare throughout the week, the sense I got was they felt they needed a good performance. But maybe. But, but the players... Elliot, they're just words. No, when I, they I'm, actually I'm not... take no, 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 no. the freaking field, and, and everyone's very lucky I just said freaking there, okay? When no, they take saying... the field, they suck. Yes, I'm saying that's what makes yesterday worse, is that I think they wanted to go out and play better than that, right? So that's mm-hmm. what makes it more concerning. But. I do wonder if part of them, you know, was like Dallas isn't going to win, like Dallas isn't going to lose. Maybe they just chalked it up. Like they kind of looked like a team waiting to come out of the game, right? Mm. Like they, they looked like they were ready. Yeah. They were ready to be told that they could come out. And I thought that's how they played yesterday. But that's concerning because, I, you know, they, they needed a good performance. And that was something that they said throughout the week. So what, what you saw on Sunday did not match what they said throughout the week. And no, that's it, concerning, obviously. Yeah, totally. Why didn't this team become a great football team this year? We were told from the get-go that eventually we would get there, that it was just a matter of rounding into form down the line. Initially, I thought it would be October, and then it was like, okay, well, it's a little slow. Why didn't we get there? Well, I'll I'll ask this addendum question. Why did a great football team, and I mean this, by the end of the year become a bad football team? I think it's because we weren't great. They are a bad – they yeah, are so currently a bad football team. Yeah, they're absolutely a bad football team right now. Like, you wonder if this is how they started the season, how many games they would win this year. Like, they're almost lucky that the playoffs are next week in the way that it just puts an end to this, this collapse, and it gives them a sense of, of freshness going into the week. But, but how did they go from 10-1? to Because I agree. Like, I think the people that are saying they were always this team and like this is always what was going to happen, like no, I don't think that. They were way better when they were ten and one. They were playing way better football on both sides of the ball. They've fallen apart, and as to why they've fallen apart, I think they're they look like a team, a coaching staff, and a group of players that are out of answers at this point. I think all season and certainly over the last six weeks, they've been trying to figure out the answers. Whether it's how do we practice different? Whether it's, you know, how do we fix these mistakes? How, do we, uh, how are we better against the blitz, which I think is a major problem? How do we fix the defense? Like, they've had questions they've had to answer, and I don't think they have the answers at this point. Like, even when they talk after the game, you know, you hear, this, you hear the right things and they say the right words, but it doesn't feel like there's belief behind them. So I, I just think they're a team that ran out of answers. I do think we'd be naive to ignore the fact that a lot of Super Bowl losers do look like this, or at least some version of this. So that, I think that is part of it. But ultimately, they just look like a team that doesn't know how to fix this. Elliot, break down the, the pie share here between Sirianni and Hertz on culpability 
for not being better against the blitz? Who's more culpable and how much does each get? So if you look at specifically just the blitz aspect of it, not the blame for the whole season or the, the team falling yep, apart. Just the blitz. I think I, just the blitz. I, I think Sirianni would hold 70% of, of the blame. I mean, this is a problem that was happening way before this collapse. I always think back to the play in the Super Bowl. Late, late in the fourth quarter, I believe it was third down. Um, obviously, at that point, things were falling apart. The, the, uh, the Chiefs blitzed, and you look at Hurts, and all the receivers on the field have his back to him. Like, they are just not a team that has handled the blitz well. And what's confusing about that is I know they're a team that puts a ton of time into the blitz. I mean, we all think Jeff Stoutland is a phenomenal coach. Like, he has a large part to do with how they do blitz pickup. Uh, the offensive linemen, we all think very highly of them. They have a large part to do of how, how the blitz is picked Elliot, up. So it's all that we I, – I, I'm sorry to interrupt. It's all that we talked about back when it was Juan Castillo right. and, and Donovan McNabb and Andy Reid. That is like 90% of what we talked about all week, keeping Donovan safe and upright. That's, and, and, that's it. The blitz that's protection why, plan yeah. was everything. And now it's like, I don't know, like an afterthought. Like it's, well, no, it's, it's, it's hey, Jalen, go run around and, and, and buy enough time that they can't cover long enough. So, and that's why I think Sirianni like deserves the blame because ultimately I don't think it's a lack of caring. Clearly they're not just sitting up at the Novacare and going, well, Jalen run around. Like there's no way that's the plan. They must have something else that they think works and it's not working. So Jalen deserves some blame for that as do the other players. But ultimately if you're a football team that's had the same problem for almost a year and a half, that falls on the head coach. Like there has to be a better answer for the blitz than what they have. And I'll say this going against Tampa Bay, there's only two teams in the NFL that blitz more than the Buccaneers. So you would guess next week they're going to get plenty of blitzes on Monday night. Elliot Short Parks with us here. Elliot, let's talk about some of the injuries and as it pertains to the to the Tampa game. All right, Hurts, do you think he's a full go? And, and A.J. Brown, what do you know about that? Yeah, so I saw A.J. Brown uh, after the game. He did stand at the door to the locker room, greet all of his players. I saw him in the locker room. Uh, my guess is he will play. Uh, I'm sure they'll have testing today and with muscles, you know, you never know what that MRI is going to show, but just in terms of the fact that he was visible, you don't normally see that with the guy that's going to be out uh, and just his overall mood. I think he will play on Monday night and I think Devontae will be back too. So that, that'll be a big boost to, to this team to get those two players awesome. back. Good. What about what, Jeff, so what about, hold on, hold on. What makes you say you think Devontae will be back? Cause I think they just held Devonte out of this game. Like okay. I thought like Devonte throughout the week, uh, you know, he didn't even have a limp when he was walking around. Uh, you guys oh, mentioned wow. it earlier. Like I do think Devonte has really shown up this season. I would just be very, very surprised if he didn't play on Monday night. We'll see if either of them finish the game, but I think both of them at least suit up and are able to start the game. As for Jalen, I do believe Jalen will play. He went back into the game. Obviously he threw the ball. Um, you know, I, I just can't imagine him sitting out this game. So I, I do think he'll play. And do you know for sure that it was what it's been reported as and not a broken finger? I do not know that for sure. No. Yeah, I mean, that's that would be the problem. What does right, it matter? John? Well, if it's a broken finger, he might not be able to play if he can't grip Why? the ball. Well, he's already played with it. Yeah, yeah but, but, not, I mean, I but I mean, last year he played with the shoulder. Broken finger, like, I get dislocated that, finger, what does it matter? Well, the difference he's between, still going to play. Well, popping it back in and, and your your bone has to heal and it's broken, and can you grip a football properly to be effective? I'm, I'm, Two different things. I'm just saying. So I don't think he had a wrap on it after similar. the game, for what it's worth. I don't believe he had anything on his hand after the game. All right. So whatever that is. What's the deal with Blankenship? I mean, we know Sidney Brown's not going to play. Did they lose one of their other three main safeties? Are they going to be without two of their safeties? Uh, Blankenship's got the groin injury now. Yeah, so the feeling I got with all these injuries yesterday was they just they, they held them out for precautionary reasons. But, you know, a groin, again, a muscle injury, like you, there, there's reason to at least monitor and be concerned about that throughout the week. One crazy thing about this team, and I know as we talk about these injuries, it doesn't sound like it, there's actually a pretty good chance that on Monday night they have 22 out of 22 starters. If you remove Nicobe, you know, since he only really played that one game or half of that one game against New England. Like, so they, they are relatively actually healthy going into the game in terms of having their guys. But, but to your point, like, there are lots of players that are dealing with injuries. I hate that. I, I hate that we've gotten to that point. I, I knew that was common, Elliot, that that, uh, that fact would come out. You know, hey, we're healthy. Well, we got speaks, all these that starters. That speaks bad to that. Health is not an excuse for this. Game. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, like they, they have their guys going into this game. It's not yeah. like they're going into this game 
missing two offensive linemen and, you know, all that. Like, right. And, again, we'll see who actually plays. But there's a good chance, I believe, they have all 22 starters uh, on both sides of the ball. Elliot, do you find it ridiculous the Eagles are favored? I think it's absurd. No, I I don't. I don't think it's ridiculous. I understand locally and, look, nationally, too. Like, the Eagles deserve a ton of criticism, and they are not playing well. But they are still a team that was better than the Buccaneers this year. They're a team that has players that have won playoff games. Like, again, I think the slight favorite makes sense, but I don't think it's ridiculous. And I actually think – it's an Eagles line. Like, I think Vegas expects people to bet on the Buccaneers. So, I, I think they, the Vegas believes they're going to win the game. And I think that's the correct read on it. Like, if I had to pick, I, I would pick the Eagles right now. I wouldn't feel confident in it. But that, that Come would on. be my I, pick. I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't either. Look at, look at the last month and a half. Yeah, uh, Elliot. He, hold Elliot. on. Hold on. The last month and a half, we are one and five. They are five and one. The last yes, month the, and a half, the last month and a half, They've allowed 16 points a game. We've allowed 30. Yeah. The last month and a half, they've got a plus 38 point differential. We've got a minus 59 turnover That's differential. Not turnover point. Sorry, point differential. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, but the turnover differential is we're minus eight, they're plus three. Yeah, the, the, the Buccaneers are playing better than the Eagles right now. I agree with you on that. They absolutely are. I still believe the Eagles have more talent on that field than the Buccaneers. Yeah. So, look, again, I'm not saying it's like a 100% guarantee. I agree with you. There is certainly a chance they could lose the game. I think the beginning of the game is going to be critically important for this team. Like, they have to get a lead. If they fall behind, I think you could really see them collapse. But ultimately, like, they just have more talent than the Buccaneers. I mean, the Buccaneers had a game yesterday where they had to win to win the division against the worst team. If, if the Eagles aren't, the Panthers certainly are. And what they win, 12 nothing. I mean, they're, they're, they're not playing great Nine the last game heading into the playoffs either. So, so yeah, I, I, I again, but this is a battle between two teams that right now, like, can't consider themselves in an actual chase for a Super Bowl. Well, I'll just end it with this. Speaking of the Super Bowl, Elliot, just remember this. In the playoffs, in the last game, that the Eagles played in the playoffs, they had more talent than the other team, and they lost. So yeah, I don't know if that's true though. You yeah, that. they had, they had more talent than Kansas City. I, I, they, I, they I, I, well, we don't have to do that debate now, but I think that's a misconception about the Super Bowl. But yeah. Elliot, um, get ready in February for the coaching search. <laughs> I I'm, really I'm, don't I'm serious, that. man. Get ready. I know you are. I mean, Lurie's never fired a head coach coming off a winning record or being in the playoffs. Every time he's fired a head coach. It, it, it is hit rock bottom from a record perspective. But, but this is, this is going to be a major test of Sirianni's faith in Nick. Like, uh, because the resume is not you mean You mean Howie and Jeff's faith in Nick. Yeah, yeah, you said Sirianni. Yeah, Howie and Je- yeah, Jeff. Yeah, sorry, faith. sorry. I mean, of, of, yeah, Jeffrey and Howie's faith in Nick. Because the resume this season is not a fireable one. It's just not. Well, like, I'll, I'll, the, re- the record's not. Look, Elliot, good stuff, pal. Thank you, man. Yeah, much much appreciate Here's what I'll say. Parcells got a lot right all those years ago. A lot right when he said you are what your record says you are, but he didn't get it all right. He didn't get it all right. The Eagles are a team that just won 11 and six, but they are not playing like a team that just won 11 and six. The Eagles are not a good football team. I would go as far as to say the Eagles are not were not worth three and four months ago. The Eagles are. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Let's go to Zach in South Philadelphia. Zach, good morning. Oh, man, about time. This is a bad dream, and Joe is at 97.5 of Fanatic. Don't tell me good morning, Joe or Richie, because I'm still asleep. Now, I'm going to get – Good morning, good Zach. Little, good morning. Hi, hi, hi. Hello, buddy. <laughs> still going to say it. But what is going on with the Eagles, man? What is going on with the Eagles? First, I got to get to the personnel thing. Why do why why did why did they pick up Rashad Penny? We have no reason to have Rashad Penny. 
We already know that he's not a good pass blocker or whatnot. Boy, what boy was do? that on display. Holy mackerel. But, but, wait, but wait a minute. What do they do? They put him in the pass block. You got this man to run the ball, but you'll run the ball with Kenneth Gainwell, who's the change of pace back. Another thing, it doesn't matter who we have as a coach or players. Everybody who leaves the Philadelphia Eagles, they go somewhere and they flourish. Jim Sports has the number one defense in the NFL right now, doesn't he? I watched Cleveland Browns game before when we had Jim Schwartz, and every time I look at Denzel Ward and that guy Emerson who's across on the other side from him, they up in the receiver's face. They playing press man coverage. When have we ever did that in Philadelphia? When? And you can't say that we didn't have the horses to do it because we did. We did have okay corners last year when Jim Schwartz was here. We did have all of that, and he didn't play that way. So I don't know. I don't know. There's something going on in that organization, whereas when players leave or coaches leave, some of them, flourish, some, some of them. Some. Come on, come on, come on, come on, Joe. Come no, it can't be. No, it can't. Hold on, Zach. It can't be all. You can't. You can't. I'm not giving you all. I mean, first off, Doug just collapsed in Jacksonville. Okay. Steichen threw a ball with a minute left to an undrafted rookie yeah. when his running back had had 188 yeah. yards and had run nine times on that drive. Yeah, let's not so, act like let, everyone you know. in the. Le- I mean, Carson Wentz won a game yesterday because the other team didn't play any starters, and he, otherwise he didn't get to play this year. So let's not act like every single person that leaves here, you know, flourishes. It's just not true. Okay, Joe, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. But at the same time, the way Doug is losing games is totally different how the Eagles is losing games. Don't don't get me wrong. They did collapse and they didn't make the playoffs. But my thing is, when when, when they leave the Eagles and they go other places and they or, or they lose or they win games, it doesn't look like how it looks like here. It doesn't like the Browns lost games too. Jim Schwartz defense lost games too. But the thing is. Their their record and, and how they're winning games and losing games looks totally different from how it looked over here when they were here. And well, they, 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 I'll, 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 Zach, I'll agree with that. I agree with that. James, what do you got? Zach, appreciate the phone call, my man. So not unexpected, but officially Ron Rivera has been fired by Washington. So that's Adam two. Schefter. That's two now. So the Atlanta coach and Rivera. And the Panthers GM. And the Panthers GM. So it'll be interesting to see what Josh Harris does, who he tries to go get. I mean, that could be a Belichick spot. Remember, Lombardi finished there. You know, after Lombardi's great tenure in Green Bay, that's where Lombardi went. And after one good year, meaning he started getting them on the right track, that's when Lombardi got cancer and died. But I could definitely see a scenario, especially for this reason. I think Belichick's still going to want full power. And I think there are some organizations like the Eagles that would not give him full power. There's no doubt in my for mind. For what it's worth, Ian Rappaport reported about a half an hour ago that Bill Belichick said he'd be opening to open to relinquishing personnel control. Mm. So, just just so that's out. Wants there. Wants to stay in the house he's in, maybe, or letting mm. other teams, or know just letting other, yeah, yeah, one way or the other. I don't think it's surprising yeah. that he would want to stay in the house that he's in. I don't think it's like it, got to be appealing. Absolutely. And now he's got, what, second pick in the draft or the third pick? Go get a QB? Third, yeah. But Washington has the second, which is, you know, either way there. Yeah. yeah. This is not a foregone wow. conclusion that, that, that he's out. Uh, no, I, is, I agree. Yeah. It, I think there's a good chance that he stays just because of how incredible he has been. Wow. Like, it, it, it is really difficult still for me to conceptualize them saying bye to him. Like, doesn't that seem almost impossible? But it got so bad, it made you know. wonder, especially if he wasn't. See, that's that's some interesting news, which we didn't know. You know, I mean, some people probably just found out, some people maybe yesterday. Like, the idea that, because the thought was Belichick might not want to relinquish power, and then if that's the case, that could force Kraft's hand if Kraft doesn't want to pick him players anymore. Mm-hmm. Would you take Belichick here, John? Would I? Yes. I'm asking the question. I mean, no question. So would I. Bill Belichick. Mm-hmm. He, he's... The, one of the brightest minds ever he's in the history of, of the yeah, sport. One of the greats ever. But a lot of people just don't like him. And, and some people think the game's passed them by. Two different issues. Oh, some I, people don't like him. Some I people think the game's I mean, passed them by. Think about it. This year, there, there were several weeks where it felt like, man, people were doubting the, the Patriots' defense a little bit. Oh, well, they still I mean, the Patriots' offense was yeah. horrendous. He didn't have any players. But the Patriots' defense, when called upon, he was able to piece together some game plans this year that really did make people look dumb. And by the way, this whole, like, the idea, uh, I think he's spearheading this 
week one of this season, I remember he put stuff out there that sort of ignited the rest of these defensive coordinators around the league with the, the you know the simulated pressure stuff. I think he was on the front end of what led to our offense's demise. Is he the guy to fix Jalen? No. Well, yeah, that's my I – mean, yeah, it but should be your big no, concern. It is, but I don't think you have to hire a head coach that that's his sole responsibility. Again, I can bring in a no, Marty uh, Morningway. that's a play caller. I, I can wanna, bring yeah. in – I mean, I don't – like, I might want to avoid a 35-year-old offensive guy that gets grabbed by another organization. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. But, like, I'll take a Marty Morningway, go fix my quarterback, and no one's ever going to hire you as and a head coach. And hire a defensive coach. And I can hire you – I can have you as my coordinator for five years. There's, there's definitely dudes like that around. Anyway – 215-592-9494. What a disaster, though, the Eagles have been. And, again, I'll say what I said earlier. They finished 11-6, and six, but they are not a good team. They are a bad team. They are a bad football team. And I can't – I've never said that. They're one of the worst. Ever. Look at the last ever. month and a half. About and, a team with that record. lost to. They're a bad team. Yeah. They're, it's, they've it's, lost to the worst teams. That means that they're one of the worst teams. Incredible. Now, they can go out there and, and beat the Bucks and and, I don't know, have some sort of resurgence. I don't think it's probable. I don't either. It's not. It, it's so incredibly unlikely to me. Uh, but so I'll be shocked yeah. if it happens. I am open minded to the idea that it's possible. Me too. But man, I, I mean, long shot. More of what's. It's just a horrible feeling as an Eagles fan, as a Philadelphia sports fan. I mean, it's it's a disgrace what the Eagles have put out down the stretch of the season really highlighted in particular by back-to-back losses to two of the worst teams in pro football who had uh, nothing to play for. Arizona Cardinals and then the Giants smoking the Eagles and smoking their starters. An embarrassment, an indictment on what the guys, to me, what the guys think of Sirianni and, and, and the fact that I think his tenure will be over soon. I do. Now, could they climb out of this? Sure, they could. Anything is possible. The Eagles are, believe it or not, four wins away from winning the Super Bowl. But I find it very hard to believe the Eagles will see the light of day of a third playoff game. And I think it's very unlikely the Eagles will even see a second playoff game. I think they're going to be one and done. We'll ask you today's Twitter poll question of the day. It's brought to us by Armin Chevrolet. What's the Armin difference? It's simple. It's their people, well-trained, friendly, and caring. Together, let's drive. Visit ArminChevy.com. Today's question, do you think Nick Sirianni will be fired after the season? Yes or no? You can vote at Sports Radio WIP on Twitter. I really do hope that even if the Eagles win this playoff game versus Tampa, that that alone doesn't save Sirianni if, you know, they get smoked the next game. And, you know, Howie and Lori, when they do their investigation, and I'm sure it's begun, determine that um, the players don't believe in him. I mean, I don't know how anyone on that team can believe in Sirianni's ability to teach blitz pickup. Because, John, think of the things they could have done differently to combat that blitz. Wow. All yeah, sorts of stuff they could have done. You could have sight-adjusted your routes with the receiver. That's one. You could have very easily run hot routes where you're, you, know, the, you know if that slot receiver comes, the receiver where he just vacated turns around. That's, just look. That's tough. Get your head around. You could, you could have run motion to try to help Jalen determine more what defense is Which being we run. Which continue to ignore. That's three. It really is a simple concept. <laughs> like, in, in, in today's yeah. NFL, it makes sense to move a player because if they follow that player, it's normally a read that tells you it's man. Now, they can give you false reads. Absolutely. But it's rare that they're going to try to mess around like that. Yeah. So it just gives you a little more information to work with when you get up to the line of scrimmage. I don't buy it. And I see a team where the where the players uh, are um, confused. Che- well, I was going to say checked out, but confused as well. Let's listen to Sirianni because he was at, it was a good question. I think it was very, very early, if I remember, late last night with, you know, are the players still buying in? And, of course, he's going to say yes. I don't think they are. Here's Sirianni after the game. Do you think the locker room is still with you? Yeah, I know I felt in that locker room that, you know, we got a lot of belief in that locker room. And we know everybody, there's a lot of teams that would want to be in our position to make in the playoffs or in the playoffs. And we're moving on into uh, to Tampa Bay. And 
everything, everybody's got to give everything they got this week. Myself, the coach, starting with the coaches, putting a plan together, and then and then everybody in that locker room. We need all players, all coaches, all staff, all hands on deck, leaving everything they got in this locker room because everybody's zero, uh, 0-0 going into this week. Not since Carson Wentz in 2020 have I heard more hollow words from a team. It's Sirianni. It's a bunch of players as well. I mean, they keep – well, not all of them. They don't all say the right thing, but most of them say the right thing. And, guys, I get it. It's a tough spot for a coach to be in. It's a tough spot for players to be in. You're asked these questions. I mean, how do you really properly answer them honestly without ripping, like, everybody around you? It's not easy. I'm not saying that's easy. But I will say this. The words to me feel so incredibly hollow. I mean, when Nick Sirianni says, quote, and this is the quote, we got a lot of belief in that locker room. I just don't I, don't. I don't believe that. Why do you have a lot it. of belief? Uh, you, you're not scoring. Don't say it. You're turning the ball over. You're at, down twenty. At a down twenty-four. Nothing. Clip. Yeah. Yeah. That was one of the worst teams going. Yeah. And they dominated you. Yeah. I don't. I don't buy it at all. Seltzer, what do you got in there? Uh, more news out of Washington. Ian Rapport just tweeting out sources: the Commanders are hiring one of the best in sports, luring two-time NBA Executive of the Year Bob Myers hmm. to the NFL to help run their franchise. Bombshell. Is what Ian so he's the uh, Warriors guy, right? Yeah. Yep. He built those Warriors teams. Who stepped away like nobody could believe why. Yeah. Now we know why. He was well, being to, He was, went to TV, but now yeah. he's, yeah. Interesting. So, yeah, outside the box, but a very, very, very successful front office and executive. And did they say which role? It, he just said to help them run their franchise is the way he phrased it. I wonder if he becomes team president. He's going to help find Because you wouldn't think general he's manager, but I could see. Yeah. I, I don't know if they've had a president, have a president, but that – feels to me like a team president kind of role. Hire a general manager, hire a coach, make sure your operations are in order and run the ship the right way. That's interesting. All right, let's go to the phones. 215-592-9494. Boy, that is really outside the box. Let's go to Tom in in, uh, Kennett Square. Good morning, Tom. Hey, how you doing? Doing all right, Very disappointed with the Eagles, how they played yesterday, and I like to say two things. Last week when they played the – who was it that they played? They played Arizona. 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 I felt the defense let us down because, you know, if you score at least 30 points in the NFL, nine times out of ten you're going to win. And that defense is just terrible. The offense, I'm tired of hearing mumbles, and I'm saying that Jalen Hurts, uh, he needs to stop mumbling. Like, he talks like he's, like, a half asleep. Wake the hell up and tell us what you're going to do. Tom, he just I'm doesn't ha- He doesn't have much personality. And Oof. I don't think he knows what to do, honestly. I actually don't think he knows what to do. He, he mumbles. It's like, uh, hey, uh, yeah, yeah we're going I to know. Get, your, get your head out of your ass, man. And that A.J. Brown and all that stuff, we got all good players. Get rid of Sirianni and get a coach that knows how to coach to get them boys into shape. That's what I'm saying. Well, that's going to be the objective. I mean, I, I, I believe. I think Sirianni is going to be gone, and I think that they will. I mean, listen, I, I don't, you know, you, you want a lot of these guys back because you want to try with a different voice. I mean, Jalen, A.J. Brown. Now, you got to yeah. figure out someone like Slade. Do you want him back or not? I don't know. I mean, you, you got to figure that out. Uh, obviously, it's a lot of money if you get rid of uh, uh, the other corner, uh, Bradbury, Bradbury, who did make one nice play yesterday, but um, has had a really – Substandard season, to say the least. It might be time to move him to safety. You think he's, he's a smart player? He's got it in him. Yeah, yeah. I I really like him as a leader, as a as a guy who understands and and knows exactly what he's looking at. Uh, he's just not quite fast enough any longer. No, he's certainly not that. This this could be a big. This could be a house cleaning year, though. I do wonder. When I say this year, I mean in twenty twenty four season. Like, do they just take it on the chin with some salary cap stuff? Do they just say, we'll, we'll, we'll eat the Bradbury thing? I don't know. They might. I mean, I could see a scenario where a lot of the guys we've been accustomed to are gone. Brandon Graham could be gone. Fletcher could be gone. Um, a lot of dudes could be gone, man. Um, you know, I, I think DeAndre Swift is not likely to be back on a $4 million contract. They'll probably cycle someone else in for a cheap running back option. Uh, I don't know. See, he's a unique situation. Being the hometown guy and being a guy who really exploded I know. this season, still relatively young, man. Depends on what the market bears, though. I, I mean, if, if someone goes out there and offers him three years, fifteen million, to me, he'd be stupid not to go. I know, and I, I know the Eagles won't offer him three years, fifteen million. But we also know, I mean, we saw when Jordan Howard left here, he got a, a solid contract. He didn't live up to it. 
Miles Sanders left here, got a solid contract. He's not living up to it. Is a team going to make what I'll call that mistake? And I don't mean this disrespectfully, DeAndre Swift. I just don't think he's worth three years and fifteen million. If someone offers it, the Eagles will let him go. If he if if they can get him for three years and seven and a half million, then then they'd probably keep him. Let's go to Brandon right now in Brookhaven. Hi, Brandon. Hey guys, um, Joe, I have a question for you at the end of the call, so please mm-hmm. let me allow, give me that little extra time to ask sure. that question to you. Sure. Um, but the reason for my call is I'm just I want to disagree with you about Jalen Hurts. Um, let's take a look at wait, when I think year two to year three and that development jump he made yep. on accuracy and all that. He saw a problem and he worked his butt off to get there. And what did he do? He found a new coach to teach him how to do that. Hence my point right now. I just don't think he's getting the correct development instruction. I mean, look at the play calls. There's no movement. At oh, all. I, I agree. So, tell, so I do. I'm not going. But not, here, but Brandon, here's my here's so, my argument against where you're coming from. And I'm not saying he can't do it. I'm just saying I'm getting more and more skeptical. The argument against it is this: when they won and won big last year, it was a very simple offense. The adjustments that are going to be needed in the year and years ahead are going to be much more complex. It's not impossible, but it's not what he's done much of. So it's going to it's going to require an awful lot of digging in, and he can sure, do it. Continue to grow and no, learn. I know, but I, there's also a chance. There's also a chance he just won't. There's a chance he won't. I don't agree. You don't think there's well, wait, John. Years old, I just said there's a chance learn. he won't. You're telling me there's not a chance he won't? No, I, there is no chance he uh, will not learn. You, you, he I, will be taught and he will learn John, something. I beg He's you. Gonna learn, I Joe, beg you to not make the same mistake you made on Carson. Joe, I, you, I beg you to stop with that. I'm this just. This is a completely different situation. How? <laughs> a completely different offense. A completely different. A different human being. Yes. Too. And like, what is just because being? Carson right. happened doesn't mean that it's going to happen to Jalen. No, but just be just because some people figure it out doesn't mean Jalen will. But the leap he took from year two to year three right. was was. So did Carson. But Carson was a, the second pick in the draft. Right. Carson was expected to take that leap. Like Jalen, you're missing worked. James. I think you're and missing it on Jalen Hurts. Regard, I, I just think you're. I think to, he almost won the Super Bowl. We did the Super Bowl so rewatch. Did Carson. I know we, but Carson didn't play in the Super no, Bowl. No, I understand. But, we but, did but the they, Super Bowl rewatch, and the big takeaway that all of us have is, wow, Jalen's amazing. To think he won somewhat down year off that. And then it's like, oh, he's, he might be done. Like, that's crazy. Well, look, at, look at Chip Kelly. There was a very simple. Chip Kelly was a head coach. But it was a very simple, like, this is what we do. And when th- things got figured I out. I think you are underrating what Jalen Hurts can do. I mean, Don Brown, for one month in baseball, was one of the best baseball players I've ever seen the Phillies have for a Base- month. That happens in baseball. Guys get hot for a month. Like, they see okay. the baseball like it's a beach ball. Like, guys don't have MVP seasons rarely and not have serious, serious injuries and then just fall apart. Well, like it's rare. Listen, Cam Newton and Mark Rippon and Carson Cam Wentz. Cam Newton saw a really good career. He did, he's a really he, good player for a, a good, long time. He had a good career. He didn't have a great career, but he had a good career. I'll agree with that. I'm just telling you, I think there's a bigger chance. Like, let me put it this way. I will certainly be surprised if Jalen's Eagles quarterback, and I'll go as far as to say 2030, but I think there is now a, an increasingly good chance he won't be the Eagles quarterback in 2028, 20, maybe 2027. Like, to me, I'm starting to look at the contract to say, if – Again, if if I need to get out from it, when can I? Brandon, go ahead. What's your question? Well, just to recap, Jalen Hurts <laughs> is not Wentz. But also, too, is have you thought about how you're going to propose your questions to the players and co- particularly Coach Sirianni? After today's show. I, not yet, but I'll, I'll deal with that at, later today. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thank give you. Me, give, me a que- give me a question you want tomorrow. Go ahead. What are you going to do to help Jalen at the line? Are you yep. going to incorporate yeah. this system? Like, I mean, you got to show him something on blitzes. You got to show him movement. Whether yeah. Man so, Brandon, he, I agree with you. I appreciate the call. And so here's here's one of the problems with those situations. So Sirianni was asked a great question the other day on Friday in his press conference. Let me actually pull this up here because it, it, it goes to show the how, how it just – the words to me in so many ways feel vacant. Um. Uh, okay, so here's a question from Tim McManus in the Friday press conference. What type of freedom does Jalen have in that respect? That was the end of a question about um, the other part is why they're improvising in that moment. Is that something that you're okay with? What type of freedom does Jalen have in that respect? 
And Sirianni talked about how Jalen has all sorts of you know freedom at the line of scrimmage, blah, 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 blah. Um, he, he's going to give you an answer that says it's all on the table. The problem, as I see it, John, I think when you and I watch the games, it's not all on the table. He can tell you, meaning Sirianni, Sirianni can tell you we have plays in the playbook that are from under center. But if you never have a play in a game from under center, unless it's a quarterback sneak, what's, then it's really not on the table. You know, he can say we, we, we do hot routes, but if they never actually do them, then they don't do them. You know, he can say he's got the ability to completely change the play and do a massive audible at the line of scrimmage, but if you never really see it, then they don't really do it. So the words that he says, whether it's in an interview with us or a mm-hmm. press conference, Again, I, this is about the tenth time I'm using this phrase today. They're just hollow words. They're you just words. Say, you can say you're going to get creative and right. do new things, yeah, and then not. You can say and the, that's the story of this season. You can like, say the team is bought in, but if they're not, they're not. You can say they are, but if they're not, they're not. It's it's just not following through on on these promised ideas. Like that that is my biggest issue with this season. I was sold a, a line of goods that said hey, this team is going to round into form and you're going to be so excited to see the NFC champs looking like it again. Uh, it might be, you know, a little. it might take a little longer. I think what they said this year was it might take September, you know, because of training yeah. camp, the way we operate. And so then when October rolled around, I was excited to see things, uh, you know, hit the ground running. And, John, you know my theory Nothing about you. further from the truth. I think you get a little – and I'm not ripping you. I just think you get a little Pollyanna-ish sometimes when you hear messaging. And it's like, but look at, look at what your eyes are telling you. Like, I, I do care what they say, but I don't care as much as what I see on the field. And what I see uh-huh. on the field is a team that doesn't try to do different things. So why am I to believe – that anything's going to change. I can't tell you how much, so much of this reminds me of 2015 chip. What worked no longer does. And sadly, I do f- feel some shades of Carson also as re- re- relates to Hertz. What looked great no longer does. And I got major issues. Let's mean, because I, I just, think they I, do. I can't get over the fact that, that they look at our protection, our pass protection right. and feel like that's acceptable. That's right. Feel like that's good enough. Because again, when Donovan was our quarterback, everything was geared to protect that commodity. I mean, he's, he's the team. He's right. the offense. He's what makes us go. He's the engine. You must protect him at all costs. If there's any, que- if there's any indecision in terms of who blocks whom yeah. on any look, you run it again. And you keep running it till it's perfect because there's no room for error when it comes to protecting your Franchise quarterback. And investments. Yes. See, that's the other thing I think I that's really going to hurt. They're missing that whole concept. Well, I, I, I agree, John. I think the other thing that's really going to hurt Sirianni, maybe even more than the players I think checking out, is if you're Lurie and Sirianni, you know, look, Hurts is at least the guy for a couple years. I mean, it's $250 million. So y- you got to try to teach him differently, and you don't want to see what happened to Carson happen here again. Now, again, I put more blame on Carson than I do on Doug, but the reality is it's a lot easier to fire Sirianni than to cut Hurts. And I'm not saying you want to cut Hurts right now. I certainly don't want to. Like, you got to get a different voice in here to teach him. You have to. That's the way. I, and, and, again, that includes even if they – guys, if they beat Tampa Bay, like, are you kidding me? That's what it's come to. They beat Tampa Bay. They keep Sirianni. What's the point of that? Now, if they beat Tampa Bay and then put a charge in it versus San Francisco – and they reinvent themselves. No, okay, that's a, di- here, that's a different story. Yeah. But I don't expect that to happen. I don't either. I expect to be yeah. very frustrated with the way our offense looks, and I expect that's partly yeah. Nick Sirianni's fault. And that's why I don't believe he should be here any longer. Um, you and I are on the same page there, man. Let's go to John and Manny. I'll set joiner at the top of the hour. Hi, John. What's up, dudes? Um, hey, John. You know, I'm, I'm in my mid-30s. I've seen a lot of sports teams now. I've watched a lot of crash and burns. You know, it's easier to watch like a 97 Flyers or 2010 Flyers where you're just outclassed and you run into Sergei Fedorov or you run into Taves and Kane. You know, it's frustrating to lose, but you know what? It's like, hey, I'm proud of the guys. Well, I was more what? proud of 2010 in the cup than 97 because 97, they really stunk. And yes, the Red Wings were better. But listen, 2010, at least they got to a game six of an overtime. I mean, that was remarkable. Yeah. 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 And listen, they had the miraculous series against the Bruins. My point is, like, I was proud of those teams. Even last year's Eagles, like, I didn't really expect them to beat the Chiefs, you know, but these, and then there's the Cody Rosses and the David Freeze years where it's just frustrating because one guy just 
steps up and you're like, oh, that was so frustrating. We, we almost won. Mm-hmm. This, this, like, collapsing and not trying garbage yep. is the worst way to watch sports. Like, if your team loses because you just got beat, you're out class, it's like, hey, you know what, maybe next year we'll get a good I you know, agree. Good offseason. I agree. I want everyone fired because of the way they're playing. This is like last year's Flyers team where you had a clear house for everyone from the top because they weren't even skating. They gave up. They're giving up. And they're in the playoffs. Like, if you were 2-10, if you were so out of the playoffs and you're giving up, okay, you're just frustrated. You want the year to be over. You're pulling a Cole Hamels. You're being a wide baby. I get it. You're like, you have the chance to collapse to the one seed, the two seed, all these things, and you just no-show. It's so, there has to be something going on in the locker room. There has to be no something question. going on. No question. There's just, this is not just, hey, you know what, we're getting beat. Because, you just, like you said, you just lost to two of the worst teams in the NFL back-to-back, and you bought uh, – you know what, I, I, I'm, I'm actually too upset. This, this is touching too close to last year's Phillies team where you're just watching it slip away, and, and like, you, you have the ring in your hand, and you're watching it slip away. And I can't do two in a well, row. I don't – Three I, in a row because uh, the Sixers blew it. All Phillies scored. Uh, go, let's go Flyers. Let's go Flyers. <laughs> I uh, kind of made me laugh there in the midst of it. I put this nowhere near. I don't know when he said last year's Phillies, if he meant 2022 or 2023. I put this in, in no category like that. I, I was proud of both teams. I see baseball as a sport where a small sample size can get you. Obviously, in the Houston series was the final three games, and the Arizona series was four out of five, final two, depending on how you want to look at it. I see that happening in that sport. What, what is inexplicable to me in this sport, football, is going from 10-1 and one uh, to 11 and 6. I don't see that as a small sample size. I don't see that as a baseball player that can go 3 for 4 in a game. Well, then think goes about it this way. Four. I mean, it's how many bad. teams have uh, had what happened to the Phillies? It happens all the time. Happens teams all the time. blow a playoff series, whatever. All the, time. The, the Eagles are only the second team in the history of the NFL right, right. to start 10 and 1 and only end up with 11 wins. Right. It's the second time it's happened. And that's the other it. one is. It was the 1986 Jets, and that's it. And what was the connection with the 99 Dolphins? Because this was referenced also yesterday. Um, I don't know that one, but I know yeah. that the Eagles are only the second team ever to start 10-1 and and only finish with 11 wins. And you know what, James? They, they had an extra game. <laughs> yeah, that's a great point. Exactly. To get to yeah, win. great point. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.